0: Hi there, and welcome to another edition of Being You Show. This is uh, Coach James Short, and wow, my gosh, get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for this amazing guest that we have today. The Being You Show, because everyone else is taken as an opportunity of amazing stories of inspiration, transformation, and motivation to grab some highlights, to grab some amazing um uh, aspects of life where we can really transform our own lives, because I, I strongly believe by sharing stories, we can uh, we can also grow. We can also relate, we can also connect, and we can also take things and go, wow, I'm not alone. Oh, wow, I'm not this crazy, or I'm not this strange, or I'm not this perfect, which is totally fine in all aspects. And that's why our amazing guest today is going to share some of these insights and, and, and some of these his own stories to share with us like wow, this is all about connection. This is all about collaboration. This is all about, you know, coming back to truth, coming back to love and, and coming back to that connection where we can really, you know, be a better version of ourselves and continually grow, continually shine and help others to do the same. So I'm very honored and privileged to have the amazing Scott Carson with us today. Scott, mate, really appreciate it.
1: G'day James. All right mate, listen, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm loving what you're doing because stories are everything. Mate you know? and it- when we share our stories and we'll listen to it through this, that's where the true growth and energy is. I just adore it. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: My absolute pleasure. So uh, we I met Scott through uh, another guest uh, and a, a good friend of mine, Alan Stevens, um, and they are doing some amazing work uh, both uh, online and face-to-face uh, with the Campfire Project and uh, with the Victorian Brotherhood um, just to really help help people change their lives and, and many in particular to really – you know, stand up and stay in fourth and, and really come back to that care and nurturing. And and I'm really, man, I'm pumped to get into into some of these questions. I don't know where it's going to take us today. I really don't care. But what I do care about is us having a conversation and going deep, going hard and just going all out. So, mate, Scott, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, like, where do we begin? Let's, oh, sorry, Let's share. Let's let, let's let's go to, to Scott from from a brief little two three minute history of of how you shifting people's how you how are been connecting and how you helping people through transitions of life how are you helping people to really step into their own power and to let go of of some of the past how did you get to to where you are today what what's that journey been like two to three minutes of my life story just quickly.
1: Um, <laughs> that's going to be tough, but we'll give it a go. So uh, I had a normal little childhood. Um, things were pretty cool. Dad drank a fair bit. It was a pretty interesting sort of thing, and I'm learning that most people have had opportunities as kids. Uh, my parents split when I was young, and then I ended up getting in a fair bit of trouble, ended up on the streets at 14, and sort of lived a life there, which, you know, like it's... Went from sleeping on you know, couch surfing garages, you know, until I ended up getting taken in by a family. And that family showed me a different way of living, which gave me an opportunity. And I'm forever grateful they did because that allowed me to not get in as much trouble as some of my mates who I was knocking around with at that time did. So, you know, I'm forever grateful for that. Uh, move along a little bit. You know, I've, I've traveled the world at the age of 23. I was a fairly decent rat bag, then um, I travelled at the age of 23. And, you know, I, I learned a lot when I lived in Scotland because I lived in a place where I didn't know anybody. I was there on my own. I had to find my own way. And I couldn't live by my rules. I had to live by other people's. So that was pretty interesting. And I actually learned a lot about communicating through those, you know, being in countries where I couldn't speak the language, just getting by with a smile. You know, as long as you can say yes, no, and thank you. I think you can just about get away with anything, you know. It helps if you know the numbers too, just quietly. We <laughs> so don't get ripped off too often. But, you know, so that's, which is an important one, I reckon, especially when you're travelling you've got no money and you're trying to, how much was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm sure every traveler's had that experience. But anyway, so I did that, came back and I met my wife over there and that was a a, you know a beautiful little thing in itself she's an amazing woman and so i came back started working and at the age of 27 started um, my own business i started one early in uh, when i was 19 so i've pretty much always worked for myself but that went quite well did quite well out of that and then i had a business transaction that went south and cost me a lot of money and it was actually one of my good mates when i was seven years old and that really cut me deep, put me in a position that actually cost me uh, the birth of my son. So, which is a pretty interesting opportunity because I didn't see what was coming. I was blindsided by the event. And I was so sick when when Oscar was born that I actually was only there for the immediate birth and they threw me out of the hospital. So for the first week of my son's life, Uh, I wasn't there. And my wife whose family lives in Slovakia, she had to fend for herself and having my upbringing, I didn't actually want to be a father. And I actually failed the very first hurdle. So it was a fair kick in the guts. And I don't have many regrets in life. um, But that's one that burns. So Mm. Yeah, so moving along a couple of years later, um, oh, it's pretty, well, it was the day before Mother's Day, 28 degrees. And uh, if you know Melbourne, like Melbourne's a gorgeous place. I, I love it. You know, we're in lockdown. Coming out hey, at the <laughs> moment. But um, <laughs> we parked up um, St. Kevin's this is along the Southeastern Freeway. You know, it's about five k's out of the city. And we took a bikes off the back of the car and rode into the city Went into Port Melbourne, had a look around there, went across to South Melbourne. If you're ever in Melbourne, make sure you get to South Melbourne Market, South Melbourne Dimmies, burritos. We had lunch there. It was absolutely stunning. It was a beautiful day, 28 degrees, day before Mother's Day. And we rode into St Kilda and little man fell asleep. So we pulled over and watched a bit of the footy. It was just a really beautiful day. So I'm riding back and we get to the Lint chocolate bar. And my God, I had a double hot chocolate. Little man had his cappuccino, and the boss had had her ca- um, cappuccino. And so anyway, all good, just a magnificent day. And we're riding back along the Yarra. So you've got the freeway, the bike path, grass, and then the Yarra. We're about a minute from the car and I heard a noise. And I knew what had happened before I even turned around. Turn around, my wife's lying on the ground, blood pouring out of her head and out of her mouth. No signs of anything. Thank God my son was on the back of my bike. So here I am in the middle of the city on a bike path. I'm holding her in my right arm, blood pouring out of her head and her mouth, and I've got my two-year-old son in my left arm. Nobody stopped. Everybody kept running and riding past. That burnt. So anyway, after a six month recovery from bilateral fractured skull tube, bleeds in the brain, starts getting good. And I just couldn't forget, and I can't forget how many people didn't stop. And it burns me. And it asked, made me ask the question: What kind of world do we live in, mm. where the two most precious things in a man's life—a woman and his child—no one stopped. Oh, I am still hurt. You know, I only started talking about it properly in the last twelve months. I still can't talk about it without it. It still affects me today.
0: Sure. Yeah. Through
1: things, through scenarios at home. But I vowed from that day that I'm going to change the world. Hmm. I don't want to live in this society where we don't help each other, we don't hear each other, where we live in fear, we're afraid from being around each other. We need to be there. Mm-hmm.
0: Shake it out, sorry. Shake it out, brother. Shake it out. Thank yeah. 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 you, it's, it's
1: beautiful. No, it's beautiful. no, it's thank you for hearing. Because that's that's my driver. Mm. You know, and what I do these days is I just create smiles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? I want to get and, onto that. I want to get onto that smiles in a minute because we're going to do those there's so amazing things that you're doing there. But I just want to come back to that that point, why Why do you think people don't stop?
1: People don't know
0: how to deal
1: with pain. Hmm. In a society where everything's got to be perfect, people don't realise that it's actually the imperfections that make us beautiful. Mm-hmm. Our pain is the key to our growth. Hmm. If we're brave enough to take it on. know and it's in a world where facebook instagram and all these massive media opportunities are all glamorized and you know it's just not real so when the real stuff comes up people don't know how to deal with that
0: you know and where do you think that where do you think that obviously we have a, a society, you know, that everything out there, but what about, what about growing up? Where, where's that missing link that, because, you know, we can, we can, we can say it's, it's the, it's the social media, it's the, it's the media companies, but what about closer to home? Where, where are we missing that beat with, our home and, and, and going through that growth or, or the schooling system and and going through and teaching like where what where's the missing gap do you feel around stopping on that level?
1: What's important?
0: Mm. What's
1: important? I'm gonna read something and <laughs> I have it here when I was talking to you early. I'm just gonna read it. Off with the yeah a whale and a how, scatter of paws and a clatter of claws, When schnitzel von Crum, with a very low tongue, bits of maloney or skinny and bony, muffin McClay, clay like a bundle of hay, bottomless pots covered in spots, Hercule Morse as big as a horse and Harry mcclary from Donaldson's Dairy. That is now the thing that I read to make sure that I'm on my path. A man held his daughter, seven years old, as she passed away. He read her that book. Hmm. The importance of important and understanding what it is is so important and I think that's something we need to ask our society what it is and I don't blame media, I don't blame social media, I think it's very necessary to inform each other and share but I question the validity of how it's used. Until we decide what's important in our lives and decide as a society what it is we want, does this suit us? Does this life that's been created does that give us what's important? My personal belief? No, it doesn't. My personal belief. And the only way I know that is because I spend a lot of time with the dying and people in pain. You want to find out what life's about? Spend time with the dying. They'll tell you every time. People, emotions, and places, experiences. So, so just... if you,
0: but if you look at that right if you look at that like that question i think i mean it's such a beautiful values-based question what is important to you and i think we once again i i believe we don't actually ask that enough to ourselves because it's it's looking at the outside of oh that that car that house that this that that everything exterior is the perception of what's important but how how can we go a little bit deeper and and look at where in relations to the value of importance that thing is so for example okay i'm a ceo or i'm a high level management or i'm a business owner and i'm going yeah well that upgraded bmw is important well that new suit's important but how do we cut through that bs and go f is it really like you know like how do how do we get through that layer
1: start volunteering start spending time with other people yeah i know one of the most amazing things that i ever did and it was just before um, my wife's accident i Decided I, I live in Frankston and I decided I needed to support the community. So Iron Man came to Frankston, the Asia Pacific, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take four days off work. I'm gonna support this and I'm gonna support and I'm just gonna do whatever it is and I'm gonna learn. And I started off there it was myself and a couple couple of volunteers and we set up a little bike racks and we, you know, started doing a little bit this day one. Day two, they realized I had a little bit of i prepared everything in the transition tent race day i actually got to run the transition tent <laughs> so and so the most beautiful thing happened inside there and i got to see people pushing themselves to the limit i got to see people enjoy challenging themselves and i had to staff around me, I got to share, and but there was, I'll never forget, this one Japanese guy came in out of the water and hadn't swum open water before, and it was just a little bit choppy, not too bad. He's come in, and he's come in dead last, and he's a mess. So I put the, um, the foil over him, got him warm, and, you know, he can speak very little English. <clears throat> Bike cut off, it, just, it was just over. And I've, I've, I've walked after him, looked him dead in the eye, and said, "You come all the way from Japan to do this. Get out on your bike and get it done." And he's just—it's like he was coming out of the home, Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked, and he's taken off on the—he's taken off on the bike, right? And me, being me, just proud of everyone coming in, just proud, just you know, high five. And if you want to, just the energy. These guys are ruined, guys and girls. They're just ruined and you're giving them all fives and everything. This guy came, went left out last, but he came in about 50th from last off the bike wow. and he's got off the bike, just come running up and giving him this big hug. And I'll, I'll never know what he said. I, I don't speak <laughs> Japanese. I wish I had him. But, you know, and I've just, I've just, <laughs> I've just enjoyed this embrace with a man who just challenged himself and I gave him a little bit of hope just a little bit, and he took that. I don't even know if he finished the race because I was so busy running the transition that I didn't get to the finish line, which is in the city. And it just inspired me. But then the next day, no, I packed it all up and I went to um, the local bike store. So okay, this is what this is like. So I walked into the local bike shop, Jones Cycles. There's a guy there in his 60s, he's hobbling. Me, <laughs> man, mate, what's wrong with you, old man? What's going on with you? <laughs> he goes, oh, I did that Man yesterday. And I've gone, nah. <laughs> he goes, yes, he's my medal. And I'm like, I didn't care so much that he'd done it. It was the fact that he turned up to work the next day to go to work. That's what impressed me. What a man. So that led me into a, a, a whole new world of, you know, endurance Uh, endurance opportunities
0: you know talk to me about that because but
1: volunteering we
0: we share a very we we could be talking many many stories around this but share me with your insights around that ultra endurance those those types of races and what what you've learned more about you and about the community in doing those types of races yeah
1: so i did my first ultra um, which, which was actually my first marathon. So <laughs> if, I'm gonna, if you're going to be a bear bear grizzly, so, which, happened, <laughs> which happened to be the uh, 60, 60K down at um, Great Ocean Road, which I spent a bit of time down there over summer just camping and thought, ah, you know, give it a go. Well, if I make it, I make it. I don't, I don't. And so I set out. I'm not a fast runner, but I didn't realise that, Six and a half hours for a 60k run with some serious climbs in it is a tight cutoff. <laughs> I made it by two minutes. <laughs> right? So five weeks earlier, my Achilles went, sh- and I so it's just hanging in there. So I didn't run for five weeks before it. So the day before it, I went for a 5k run. I was swimming, so to try and keep up keep the heart going. Um so the day before. 45k run and I went you know what I'll get as far as I can get and just see how it goes and then so the race took off just took off slow just enjoyed it but the amount of people on on that run that I had listened to David Goggins <laughs> Everyone, Goggins, yeah, man, Goggins. It's <laughs> just hilarious. You completely understand that. Anyone anyone knows anything about ultra would understand that. But um, so but I'm running along, and it's just you share stories with people, you know. And there's no, there's zero competition between each other. It's absolute support to get each other to the end of the line. So you share stories, you talk, you build relationships. And I came down off the um, the first climb and I, I had no idea that what the climbs were going to be like. Well, the Great Ocean Roads is pretty undulating, that's pretty reasonable. But when you head right up into the hotways, <laughs> yeah, okay, it's a whole new level. <laughs> but I come off the first climb and I come down and I'm running along, and there's this dwarf running because it's they do the marathon as well. Yep. And I'm like, dude, and he goes, yeah, he goes, Oh, I'm struggling a bit. I said, dude, here's a salt tablet. Here's a bit of water. Yeah, cool. Thank you so much. I said, you guys, look, you know, you like you're running your ultra and I'm not into a marathon. You sure you got enough What? Like, you're running a marathon, dude. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> like you're you're my, you're my angel in this. You're like, hey, how, what an amazing thing, you know? Mm. And oh. The people inspire you. As much as you're out there, you're with these amazing people that are doing, just competing with themselves. They're not competing against anybody else. You know, I get to the last hill and there's a lady coming and she was well into her 60s and she's like just doing the marathon. Hey, girl, how are you doing? She goes, yeah, I don't know, I'm struggling. I said, giddy up. She's like, what? I grabbed her hand. I said, come on, we're going to get this hill together, you and I. So we run up the hill and all the photos of me in the, in the marathon are her and I holding hands. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know about you, but for me, that's the whole experience of the ultra community. It's about supporting one another. There's no
0: zero competition. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's a beautiful uh, metaphor for life, really. And I think the more we can, more we can tap into that of like, Hey, here's a hill. Let's tackle it together. Hey, here's a salt tablet. Like, we're both on our journey we're both running different races but if i can help you you're helping me in return on an energetic or giving basis and i think we can take that metaphor and and utilize it in all aspects of life and i think that's why that community is so giving it's so supportive it's so nurturing no matter your first time, Goggins to like your old, you know, your seasoned runners. It's it's something for everybody of giving, helping, nurturing, and 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 really getting over to that finishing line. So yeah, I love it. I love it. As, what, as about- Goggins said, though, just just quickly, yeah.
1: as Goggins says, he's trained for these things day and that's his job, right? He guys like you and I that work full time, yeah, and have to find time to train. We're his heroes because. We don't, that's not our only jobs. Correct. You know? Correct. So, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to use this for a sec because what I do in my life is I support men and I create role models and I help men just be the best versions of themselves through education, through story. And... I think a lot of that is because of what I do inside the the ultra events because it's a a help me help you scenario. And at the moment, one of of the things I'm a big part of, and I'm looking forward to having you in there, James, is the Victorian Brotherhood that started because of COVID. And it's a suicide awareness and a male support um, group, 15,500 members. And we have Zoom calls four times a week where we plan for two hours, but they always go for four or five. Where where we sit there and we share real stories, real pain, and we process it and we hold each other and listen. And Zoom is fantastic because we get to sit there and no one else can talk over anybody else. So we get to experience the whole story, the whole event.
0: Hmm.
1: Hashtag raise a pen. Tell me about it. In our society... In our society, we celebrate and commiserate every single thing with a drink. Mm. We lost two brothers within 24 hours. Fawn Williams and myself sat down and said, we can't keep this going. Boys were putting up, you know, raise a glass, raise a glass, raise a glass. Not anymore. Raise a pen. Sit down and write down what's not going on right in your life. And then come to us and sit down and let's find some answers. Yeah, honour people who've had to pay the ultimate price for not having the answers to their situation because there is absolutely 100% answers to every situation you're going through. And there's people that have been there before that can hold you and support you. Victorian Brotherhood is doing the most amazing job I've ever seen of this. They're catching people where they're falling. Six suicides prevented yesterday inside that group, six wow in a time in melbourne that is just horrendous men are helping men this is a pen yes yep. this is a black pen you're right with a pen yeah you know there's absolutely no way I've known that we can all think about this pen the same way because we've all written different letters we've all signed different things we've all all done completely different things with this pen Yet we can all agree where pe- this is a pen. Mm. We humans are pens. We're all human. We've all got different stories. We've all written different things. We're all pens. The most expensive um, liquid on the planet is ink. When you write with a pen, you write your story. It's the best gift and the most expensive thing you have to give to somebody. Your story, you're the gift. I wish for a world that we all we can all share our stories and you know. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm so passionate about this.
0: This is beautiful. People are beautiful. So true. So true. Like that. That coming together and that story writing and that helping one another in in the brotherhood. it, It. like I, I, I'm part of it, and I'm just blown away on the amount of care, nurturing, support, guidance, just backing one another, raising a pen for one another. Just it's just like I, I've never seen anything like it before. It is just truly, truly amazing. And these guys have, you know, they've got a, a colorful background, and they're all from all different backgrounds, all different paths, all different experiences, but they've got that commonality of of help care support and and i think you've you've facilitated which has been absolutely beautiful um and it's just it just it's a really it's a it's a god thanks because i think you know going on the on on the support factor there are so many stereotypes that are perceived out there where you know that the men and the female and and you should be this or you should be that. And I think when we can come together to support one another and open up that conversation and open up that communication, pen, verbal, whatever it is, I think having that support is just it's it's just absolutely incredible. Well done. Well done.
1: Yeah, thank you. Look and I want to thank the boys, you know, like because they're doing a fantastic thing. Like I I do I do want to share something that I think is really important for people to understand. I've, I've been through the depths of life. I've, I've been through a, l- a lot of opportunities. I've never met a bad person. I've never met somebody who hasn't added value to my life, ever. People don't ever make a decision to make the wrong decision. People only ever make decisions based upon the information they have at the time for what they think is right for them. It only becomes a wrong decision when they get new information. That information gets translated, okay, I've done that wrong and this has been the impact. If you can understand that people don't do that, the only thing that is, the, 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 so I'm going to rephrase that, but everybody does everything based on the experiences they've had in life. And until you have new experiences, you can't possibly think different. So all we have to do is create different experiences and listen to different stories about each other's lives, then we create a whole new world. Mm. Behind me right now is a campfire. I'm a, I'm a big part of the campfire project with Alan Stevens. We have conversations in there that are apparently taboo subjects. I've spoken about menstruation with three women, so I understand it. I've talked about size matter. So it Does size matter? Penis size. We've talked about uh, what do we honestly want in the bedroom. What do we honestly want? Just so, just, just these, just some of the conversations we're having, yep. and they're beautiful, they're honest, they're raw. But there's no subjects that are taboo subjects anymore. It's just about finding the right people to have those conversations with, you know. So, 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 yeah. so, so I'm on my table. Love it's it. Love easy it. to get me on. Mom.
0: Where, where's? <laughs> uh, What's coming up for you? Where's the direction? Where, what's, what's on your horizon um, in the short, medium, and long term?
1: Yeah, Kitty, up. That's a good cool question because I'm so proud of men. I'm so, so proud of men. Within 10 years, we've gone from a place where mental health wasn't talked about to places where men are starting to own their emotions and learn how to use them. We're learning how to talk which is actually listening. Mm. Generational trauma is so ingrained in society that we have this most beautiful thing going on in the world where men are leading the way. We're calling out, for lack of better words, the bullshit and taking complete and utter ownership of our lives and working hard. I'm proud of us men. I'm so proud. We're learning skills we've never learned before. So where am I going? I'm teaching men. I'm helping men to be men because we're worth it. Mm. You know, and I do that in many forms. I do it in the Campfire Project. I I do it inside Victorian Brotherhood, which is amazing. It's, It's learn from the guys, share your story so we all grow. And then there's my Sunday sessions. My, my, my love. Every Sunday we get together at 6 a.m. to walk, jog, or run so that we start our week off with a smile. So then if you're a bit dusty from a Saturday night, then, you know, come in, go home to your family, go home to your loved ones with a smile on your face, not the pressures of the night before. Do something for you so that you're stronger for others, you know. And, and it's my, my email address, www.ihopeyoursmiling.com, yeah. A smile changes the world. It's a gift. You can give to one another for free. And I'll never forget McDonald's as I was growing up, used to have on the board. They had the whole menu in the bottom corner, smile, free. We've forgotten mate. We've forgotten it.
0: Uh, We have, right? And I think we become... It, it, it is free and, you know, definitely go, guys, listen to this, go and check it out. I hope you're smiling.com. Uh, it's, it's amazing on what Scott's got on there and just that support, that that Sunday sessions and just you can get all the information there. But I think it's important that that smile because it's such a, it's a two-way factor. It, it changes your internal dialogue and your own internal emotional state, but it also has a massive impact on, on the person that you're smiling to or even you don't know them like just running fast and smiling it's just you've just changed someone else's day even if it could be for that split moment you've made an impact and that's what i like you know your socks your shirts you know everything your sign off i keep smiling like i love it because it, it whenever you read it see it feel it you instantly boom you instantly change that internal dialogue that internal emotional state And you've made an impact, so I love it, man. I love it. Awesome.
1: You know, it's it's actually. I'm going to be. I didn't. I'm not a very good self promoter, right? I just. I'm too involved in everything I'm doing to just. I just love it. I just. I love people. You know, the best gift you can give yourself is to get to know somebody. You know, it's it's absolutely stunning.
0: But the the socks and I'm just I'm just gonna be half a sec. I don't have to be rude, but anyway. you gotta go go get, go happen? get him go get him I love him. And this is what I love about Scott, right? Like he he he's this person with this a massive heart. And when you get to know him, and and really be around his energy, it is so infectious on in a positive way because he's like that smile. What he's doing with you know um, I hope you're smiling. It's just boom. So show us, show us them.
1: Yeah, giddy up. Thank you. Look at uh, To be honest, I'm missing the beard at the minute. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I've actually seen myself. It's not that pretty. Um, <laughs> but Movember, yeah, we're men supporting men. So we support Movember. And, you know, all the brothers in the Brotherhood, we all got beards, boom, all off. And it's just, it's a bit used to. So, like, these are the socks that haven't been um, packaged properly yet, but they have a significant meaning, you know, like those black dots, they represent our dark days. We all have them. No one's getting out of that. That yellow, you know, the winter sun, the warmth of the winter sun on your back. It's just beautiful. That's our community getting around you on your dark days. Hmm. Your dark days are generally between your ears. So let's start talking about them. Raise a pen, write it down. And then let's get let's get involved in it because here's the thing: you're wearing a pair of socks like this. I can guarantee you, someone's going to ask you about them because they are loud. And if you share that story to with somebody, they're going to be interested. You open up communication, and that's all we need to do. Just say good to somebody, you know, because in society, I love it. I love it. I love what where we going on i love what we're going to do as as a community and a society but the problem is never actually the problem
0: Hmm.
1: it's actually how we respond to the problem that's the problem if Hmm. we don't respond to it inaction is the biggest killer any action can be rectified and, and we can work on that further it's actually the response to the problem we all haven't so sorry I'm um, so true so true so oh, question
0: question for you how can right. how can the listeners and how can the people watching this listening to this further support mm-hmm. you your message uh, your journey
1: yeah brilliant thank you look and I really appreciate that because uh the Victorian Brotherhood's all volunteer based all of it we actually need some sponsorship inside there I would encourage people to get on board and be a part of it first before we do anything in that because one of the things for me that's so important is the fact that in life it's easy to give money. It's like as a dad growing up, you know, you just buy him presents because you feel guilty about not giving you time. I don't want your money, I want your time because you're all that important that I actually want that, you know, and that's that's the energy I want to do. Sunday sessions, if buy buy a pair of socks, ww.hopersmiling and send them to a mate. Let, let him feel the energy. Buy yourself a pair. You know, like it's not... One of the best gifts in life is is to give. And supporting supporting that is just everything. Giving something to somebody makes you feel good. Yeah? It really does. So, yeah. But listen, that, yeah, awesome. get around the Campfire Project. The Campfire Project. You want to talk about life? Here it is. You know? And... It's just beautiful. And James, you're an amazing part of that too. Thank so I, I really want to say thank you. I'm so glad that our our lives have entwined on this journey, whatever we call it, because it's just phenomenal, mate. I I can't. We're talking about something right now, people. And if and if this comes off, James and I are gonna absolutely destroy each other. But in a
0: night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Watch this mate. Yeah, stay place. tuned. Stay really, for
0: that one. Really appreciate, mate. Really appreciate your time, energy, expertise, knowledge, care, love, everything, man. You are just you are just radiating love, radiating being. You are just an amazing man. And I just wanted to acknowledge you and I really appreciate everything, uh, who you are, what you're doing, and um, and what you're giving. So, mate, really appreciate your time today.
1: James, thank you, mate. Thank you. And I just one thing if I can give any listener before you go, the biggest thing that changed me in my life was asking myself one question before i dealt with anything am i acting with love in my heart or am i coming from fear that single question has changed a lot of scenarios for me so thank
0: you awesome so there we go guys go and check it out i hope you're smiling.com scott carson uh have a wonderful day thank you for tuning in and I will speak to you soon bye guys